I'm not going to take uh, a bunch of time this evening, um, but it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun. And one of the things that I like about this season is that we have the opportunity to make new memories um, and, and pass on traditions that um, we inherited from, from our family. Um, what, are, uh, what are some traditions that, that are really special to you or something that um, <laughs> that is, is a big deal in your family. And what's interesting to me is that we all have kind of different ones, so I'd just like to hear what are some traditions that you guys have. <laughs> uh, so uh, we just talked about this. Uh, so my mom's big thing is the live trees. Um, so we have to have a live tree every year that we go to put our house. <laughs> You gotta kill a live tree. Awesome. <laughs> Any other traditions you guys want to share? We used to have one that I can't carry on anymore. Um, we lived. I grew up in a two-story house, and on Christmas morning, it was it was vital, absolutely necessary for my sister and I to sit on the top step and wait until everything was ready. Um, and the, I mean, dad, dad was the kind of guy that just got up and took care of all the details. And so he'd been up for hours um, and we'd hear him down there, but we weren't allowed to go down until we'd sat on this top step for at least like an hour. It probably was like, probably was like two minutes. It felt like an hour. Um, and we had to have a picture taken, like as we walked down and got to look into the room and see all the things like, and go, oh my gosh, my parents are the best. Um, uh, but we don't, have, uh, <laughs> we don't have stairs at our house, <laughs> so we can't, we can't carry on that tradition. There's, there's something that's really interesting that um, even if you're skeptical of faith or even if you're um, like not connected to a church tradition, like there's something about this season, there's something about this time of year that families get together and they start to... Um, make these traditions and they pass them on. There's something that, that is valuable um, in, in the culture. And um, I just want to bring things back to, to uh, the Bible. That's one of the things that we really value here at Grace and what we take our, our point and guidance and direction from. Um, and so as, as we're in this season where everybody's kind of talking about kind of religious ideas, um, I just want to point us back to the fact that like what God said actually did come true. Um, that that there were that we have evidence of um, of texts of Scripture that were written hundreds of years before Jesus was born that would tell that He was coming and lined up almost or lined up exactly with what He said what they said was going to happen. Um, so we've got those historical data, those things that point to Jesus as doing what He came to do. Um, and you can be like, well, that's cool. That's kind of a, a great idea. Jesus came to do what he, what he did, and, and he showed up, and he did it. But what does that have to do with me? Um, I just want to highlight, we read first from, from Matthew chapter 2. And, and what I like about how Matthew talks about um, this event in history, he talks about it from Joseph's perspective. And I'm not sure if you've ever considered much about Joseph. Um, but he was a blue-collar worker. He was a guy who did construction. He worked with his hands. Um, and he was a guy who was just who was doing the best that he could with what he got. The, the scripture says that he, um, he was a just man. He tried to do the right thing. 
And so he got engaged to this girl, and then the girl winds up pregnant. Now, we read this story, we're familiar with this story, and we go, oh, well, you know, that's got to be some kind of a God thing, but if, if my lady comes to me and says she's pregnant, and I know that I haven't slept with her, like, there's the question marks there. And she's like, oh, well, it was a God thing. Okay, that's never happened before in history, and has never happened since. And um, engagement in their culture was actually a lot more like a legal wedding because when you got engaged you were making a legal agreement that I'm going to go and build a house for you I'm going to set life up so that even though we're not married yet we will be able to just go and do this and there was financial cost in that and so they were only engaged um, and we say oh well they just break off the engagement walk away and he was going to do that but because it was a legally binding thing like he had to find a way to do it and he was a just man. He was trying to do it the right way, and so he was going to do it quietly. He could have done it in a way that would, like, draw attention, like, oh, she, you know, she got knocked up, and we're not even engaged yet. Like, let's get rid of her, um, but he, he just wanted to do it quietly and uh, just kind of be done with the matter and uh, fell asleep one day, and an angel showed up and says, hey, don't, don't do that. She's not lying about this God thing. This is something that's unprecedented in all of history. It's something that's not going to be repeated again but you're just the lucky guy that gets to deal with it tonight. Thanks, God. <laughs> and, and so he wakes up and says, all right, um, I'll do it. And the angel tells him this, she's going to bear a son, and you'll call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So, I mean, this angel's giving predictions and saying, like, she's going to have a boy, and Joseph says, like, oh, well, he's got a 50-50 shot of that one being right. But you're going to name him Jesus, which means Savior, because he's going to save his people from his sins. And, and Joe's thinking, whoa, Angel, like, I don't think you understand. If I name this kid something other than Joe Jr., everybody's going to think that this isn't my kid. Like, you've already put me in this really awkward situation where my fiance's pregnant, I know it's not mine, but I'm going to do the right thing. I'll stick with her. We'll, 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 we'll see this through. But you're asking me not to give him my name. Like, if I don't give him my name, then everybody will just know that she was sleeping around, and, and, I, and I acknowledge that publicly. So to us, we think, oh, he's going to name him Jesus because we know how the rest of the book goes. We know this Jesus guy shows up on the, on the scene and changes all of world history. But Joseph didn't know that yet. And he's just trying to build a life for himself um, the way that he is, knows how to do it. And God interrupts it and says, Joseph, it's not going to work out the way you planned. But I've got a better idea for how this can go. And will you trust me with that? And that's the invitation that I think Jesus extends to each of us. As we, come, as we come to him and we look at some of the things that he says, the, the challenging words that he speaks, the exhortation to love not only your neighbor, which can we get an agreement that that's hard enough, to love the people who live on the other side of the fence, but, but to love your enemies and lay your life down for them is a hard thing. So when we come to Jesus, we say, I don't know how you can even ask me of this. But Jesus' arrival in the story of our life says, hey, I know this isn't exactly how you planned for it to go, but it's going to be better. And I'm just asking you to trust me.
we, as we celebrate this season, we get to see Jesus in uh, a really vulnerable state. He's a baby. He can't take care of himself. He can't talk. But that child grew up and became a man and did what the angel said he was going to do. He died a sacrifice on a cross in order to pay for our sins to make a way possible for us to even talk with God. And so, and the invitation is real simple, but also life-changing. Will you trust me? So whether you're familiar with the, with the story of what's happening at Christmas or this is the first time that you're hearing it, I think the invitation is the same. Will you trust Jesus with the burdens of your life? Will you trust him with the sin that keeps you away from being friends with God? Let's pray together. God, thanks for this evening and thanks for time that we can, um, we can have fun and be goofy. And, and God, thank you that you uh, are the origin of every good gift, um, that candy was your idea first. Lord, thanks for the opportunity to be able to, to create and express ourselves through uh, even frosting. God, you made us to be like you. And so many times we choose our own way. So God, would you tug on our hearts this evening in the busyness and the to-do list and all of the things that are going on in our world this month? Would you help us to hear your still, small voice that just invites us? Won't you trust me? Would you give us the faith that we need to follow you in whatever that next step is? It's in your name that we pray. Amen.